Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories Chat Podcast with me, Rob Davis, Abby Ticehurst. Hello, hello. And unfortunately, um, not Tom Canning this week. He's unable to join us. So the two of us are going to soldier on together and uh, plough through all the uh, comings and goings and uh, talking points in Berkshire football over the last two weeks because we were not with you last week. And we're going to look ahead and talk to the few remaining games that we have this season. Um, but first, Abby, how are you doing? It's been two weeks. Uh, you've been to a couple of games in that time. How, how are things with you? I have indeed, yeah. I'm very well. Um, it's weird having like the end of the season because like there's not much left to go. But actually, there's like a million cup games, isn't there? So actually, I've yeah, filled yeah. my time with cup games instead. Um, we're obviously going to have a little chat about the Ascot game. But yes, I went to the Ascot final, which was a, a great day. Um, and then I did the FA Cup final on Sunday, actually, the Women's FA Cup final between Chelsea and City. That was a scorcher of game. And Rob, breaking news, I didn't miss a single goal. Wow. I saw every single goal. That's going to be uh, special for you. <laughs> it really was. They were all really good. Well, actually, the first, both both their first goals were OK. But yeah, after that, the, the three that followed were phenomenal. And I was directly in front of the goal that Aaron Cuthbert scored. And it was beautiful it literally it's it's my favorite type of goal as well those ones that just get rifled into goal smash the crossbar as they go in and then yeah Yeah. in the back of the net favorite favorite kind of goal yeah so the fact that i was like directly in front of it was mad it was good lovely yeah yeah it was a really good day so yeah how have you been i feel like i forget to ask how you are (laughs) (laughs) yeah no one asks how the host is so uh, yeah (laughs) no i've been good as well uh as we said, not too many Berkshire games going on, so I, I've had to fill my um, uh, football viewing, uh, that hole of football viewing with some games that are slightly higher up the football pyramid. But uh, uh, yes, I've had a good time as well. Nipped over to Rome to see the Europa Conference League semi-final. So, <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to Chelsea Leicester later tonight, so nice. there's another one to do. Very nice, very nice. Indeed. But we're not here to talk about high-end uh, or uh, <laughs> Premier League football. We are here to talk about the uh, uh, seed in Berkshire. And as you alluded to earlier on in your chat just then, you were at a game um, a week and a half ago now uh, between Ascot and Reading in the uh, Barks and Bucks Senior Cup final at Arbour Park. Uh, disappointing result for Ascot, but um, they, we knew they were underdogs going in. So uh, how did the game pan out or rather why don't you talk us through it what was the result and how did the game pan uh it was a very convincing it was a four nil win to reading i have to think about that one for a while um it's a week and a half ago isn't it? yeah exactly exactly also i very much enjoyed the bar afterwards so uh, (laughs) um uh yeah do you know i think 
it was I mean as much as I'd like lo- I've loved to have seen Ascot as the underdogs really I think when you go up against an under 23 side who play football all day every day yeah. it's it's not necessarily inevitable the outcome but I mean the chances of beating them is is tricky um I think Ascot had some good chances as well and they had some good kind of forward play on occasion but yeah I think Reading just yeah, they just, as I said, they play football all day, every day, don't they? And it, it showed. And I mean, they're, they're the under-23s as well. So obviously they're, they're nippy. Like, Ascot are an experienced side. They've got some experience in their side. So obviously, when you're playing up against a sort of 18-year-old pacey Reading player, I mean, you're probably going to get beat. Um, also, I mean, slightly in contention, I think, but three of their bench had also been on the bench for Luton, uh, again, in for the Reading's first team against Luton. So I don't don't know how sportsman that is of them, but I mean, if they've yeah, got the resources, yeah. then why not? But yeah, no, I think um, despite the result, it was a, I think it was just such a big occasion. The fact that Ascot even got there in the first place, the fact that they'd already beaten sides that were leagues above them was, it's just a testament to the work that Jamie Tompkins and uh, Dan Masters have done with the squad this season. And yeah, as I said, <laughs> very much enjoyed the bar afterwards. So you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have known <laughs> that um, they'd lost. Um, I, I think I was at some point doing Jager Bonds with, with Louis and Chris Ellis. So, you know. If photo evidence is anything to go by. I think you were. Uh, I think you Yeah, were, yes. exactly. Exactly. So, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. So- but- Sorry, you go. Go on. I was just going to say. So, what what was the feel of the um, around the squad at the final whistle? Both in terms of the um, the uh, result of the day. Obviously, it's going to be disappointing, but um, uh, both in terms of that and uh, how they think the season went in general. Yeah, I think they've they're feeling really positive with how the season's gone. I don't think they necessarily thought it was you know the kind of classic phrase of a building season. I don't think mm. they necessarily thought it was that because I think they're a fairly cohesive um, team. So I think actually, yeah, just they're feeling in, immensely positive with the sort of growth that they've had as the team, and I think they yeah they're very much looking forward to the new season and obviously they announced yesterday already there's a pre-season game for them against Jersey Bulls so I think yeah they're kind of they're probably welcoming the break I think but um raring and ready to go I imagine yeah going overseas in pre-season to uh Channel Islands so uh yeah that's on the 9th of July it's that time of year again when um a pre-season friendly start getting announced but uh you know we do still have some football still to go in this <laughs> like in this uh season so let's not get too far ahead of us um but yeah a pretty positive season for um Ascot coming sixth um it's a little bit of a, a tricky one in that division because there's obviously only two there's the automatic place and then um the second place uh if in normal seasons will go into a playoff with the um the a team from one of the lower teams in step four. Um, so it's a bit tricky for them in terms of uh, like, if you're not in the top two, then there's almost sort of like, there's no benefit in coming fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, or anywhere in that, uh, in that sort of range. So it's a little bit of, uh, I'm quite, I quite enjoy the fact that there's a playoff with step four. I quite like the idea, but in reality, I'm not sure if it's necessarily a good idea because, you know, we look at, uh, the division below, for example, the combined counties did one, and there was quite a, a, a good end of season battle to get into the playoffs there and potentially uh, come up. So, you know, Ascot would very much have been involved in that had the playoffs been in uh, in um, used in or utilised in step five. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure my feelings on that, but in general, I think 
Ascot are in a pretty good place. And I think um, looking towards next year, they probably want to be uh, uh, p- pushing a little bit higher and hopefully be one of the teams in that division that is uh, uh, looking to push towards step four football next season. Yeah, I think that ambition is definitely there. So um, obviously we'll be paying attention to all of our teams, but they will be ones to watch for sure, I think. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, should be interesting. Very good indeed. Yeah, um, another team that uh, have now completed all their games is uh, Reading Women. Um, so not perhaps the greatest season in terms of league position, but there's certainly some positives to draw for it, you'd say, Abby. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I think this is actually the worst league finish since they joined the WSL, I'm pretty sure. Um, but actually, there, yeah, like you said, there is some positives to take from it. Um, I did go to the, the final game of the season against City. That was actually the day after the Ascot game as well. I somehow made it there. Um, and I mean, to quote Neil Maskell once again, after he was asked on here, uh, I think Reading were on the beach at that stage. I mean, they're not, they weren't fighting relegation, but City were very much plying their trade in order to get a Champions League spot. And so there was more resting on the game for them because, um, I mean, halfway, uh, yeah, it was at half time, um, United were beating Chelsea. So that was affecting the title race. And obviously that was also meaning that United were in the Champions League spot. So yeah, there was just a little bit more at stake for City during that game. So um, yeah, that was also a 4-0 defeat. Um, it wasn't the best football I've ever seen Reading play, definitely. I don't think it was even the best football I've ever seen City play, to be honest. I think they just wanted to get the job done. And Reading were probably keen to finish the season, but yeah, as you said, not all. It's not all negative. I've got to be some. There's got to be some positives. So, um, yeah, Grace Maloney had a decent season actually, really for herself. So, um, seven clean sheets she managed this season, which actually put her fourth in the rankings, which is not too shabby. She's in the company of uh, Chelsea's keeper um, Berger and um, Manuel Zinsberger for Arsenal as well. She was up there as well. I can't remember who was third. Maybe it could have been Ellie Roebuck, possibly. I can't remember. But yeah, I think that given the um, kind of ups and downs that we've had of the last sort of run of games, um, coming coming forth in terms of clean sheets is not, not too shabby at all, really, as a keeper. Um, so yeah, that's pretty decent. Uh, a couple of club records beaten as well. Um, so the best unbeaten run in the league um, with seven games, I believe it was. I was having a quick look at stats beforehand. I'm pretty sure at seven. Um, and then a club record as well of um, unbeaten runs at home. So that was five. And that included the Chelsea win as well. So I think that's a very, very positive statistic to take from the season, even if it was a little bit up and down, especially mostly down at the end. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. There are certainly signs that um, next season, like a few things are in place for next season. Uh, you hope perhaps there isn't going to be quite the turnover you've seen in in previous previous seasons, and um, that there is now a, uh, a a core squad there that perhaps um, uh, perhaps can just be slightly supplemented, and um, and you know can look ahead to another season without so much uh, chop and changing. Um, as a Reading fan, are you optimistic about the next twelve months, or um, are you just sort of yeah, you know, uh, is it more about the the way the season finished for you? Uh, what you what are your thoughts going forward? No, I'm definitely optimistic, and yeah, as you said there, um, the core group. So having spoken to Kelly Chambers, sort of pre West Ham and pre City, she made it very clear 
<clears throat> that the core group are staying. So mm-hmm. I think because um, I think I've said it as well before, like the last two seasons, it really has been an exodus of players, like eight to 10 players leaving. So it means you have to do that whole rebuilding thing over the summer again and you're getting to know new players and new players are coming in and you're just figuring out where everybody's positions are and how how best to play your football. So the fact that actually um, this it's sort of similar core group of players will be in the squad next season is really positive, I think, for Reading. I think as well, because obviously where the women's game develops more and more investment happens and things like that, it is going to start to get tougher to um, compete for those top places and things like that. So um, Reading won't want to get left behind, considering they've been in the WSL since 2015 as well. They're, I mean, Kelly Chambers is the second longest serving manager as well. So, yeah, I think there is that risk of getting left behind slightly, but I think actually where they've had this season together, that's been a bit of a sort of foundation season and a bit of a building season. Um, next season could be really exciting. And I think <clears throat> that we obviously still need to make a few more signings where we've had Brooke Chaplin and Tash Harding going. I think there possibly might be a couple more. I don't know, really. Um, the transfer window hasn't actually opened yet, but actually it seems to be quite busy and lots of teams have been announcing the last few weeks that there's players leaving and stuff like that. So there's definitely a few players on the market for sure. And I think, yeah, Reading are looking for uh, a few midfielders. So, um, yeah, I'm, 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 am I, am I excited? Yeah, I think I am excited for next season. Um, so yes, we shall see. We shall see. Very good. Well, yeah. Something to look forward to perhaps over the summer and uh, something to keep an eye on. Hopefully there won't actually be too much uh, in the way of uh, chop and changing for Reading, as we just said. So perhaps a couple in, but hopefully not much else. So something certainly to keep an eye on as we uh, go through the summer months. Mm-hmm. Also head over to the Barclays Twitter account or the website and go and vote for Tash Dowie's chip against Leicester for goal of the season because it's just a beautiful goal. So... Sorry, it was against Leicester, though. Some end-of-season awards still to be won. So, uh, yeah, get over to the uh, Premiership uh, Twitter account and vote there. Brilliant. Um, Right, well, uh, one other side in the last couple of weeks that have actually had a bit of success um, in, well, one of our teams, I was going to say in Berkshire. They're not quite in Berkshire, but one of our (laughs) teams is uh, Wallingford. Wallingford were in the um, Combined Counties Div 1 playoff picture. They finished third uh, so secured themselves a home semi-final which actually we covered in the last pod we spoke about with a 2-0 victory over Rainers Lane and that pushed them into the final an away tie against second placed Hilltop and after extra time um, they came out victorious a 2-1 win um, uh, 117 113th minute goal I believe it was from Laurie Hutchinson to finally uh, eventually secure the win and uh, Wallingford are back at step five. They'll be playing their uh, first season at step five in 14 years. And uh, yeah, fantastic achievement for the club. Um, I'm guessing you haven't seen too much of Wallingford this season, Abby. So maybe it's over to me to talk about this one. Yeah, 100%. I've not seen a single Wallingford game. Sorry, Wallingford. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually seen him uh, uh, three or four times. I saw him, uh, yeah, towards the end of the season. Um, I think, well, I think I've spoken about all the games on here that I've uh, been to with them. They're a very exciting side in terms of every time I see them, there's a lot of goals. Um, I saw the uh, the first time I saw them this season was at home in the FA Vars against Ascot. And it was a 2-2 there that uh, finished on that went uh, went to penalties and uh, Wallingford came out victorious in that. 
And they've had a strong uh, FA Vars run this season, uh, beating some step five sides. So this, um, the the jump to the uh, higher division, hopefully, will hold um, will not hold any fear for them. And uh, yeah, they are a good, uh, well organised side, um, well run. Uh, Lee Matthews and Glenn Goody are, are putting together a, a decent club, not just side club there and uh, sending them in the right direction. And Tom has actually done a very good interview with Glenn Goody. So if you want to read a bit more about uh, Wallingford's progress uh, and uh, the background behind getting to Step 5 for the first time in 14 years, um, uh, get over to uh, Football in Berkshire and we've got a good article for you there. But yeah, massive congratulations to Wallingford, who... uh, um, well, as you'll be able to, uh, if you read the article, we'll be able to uh, see that it could have all been so different because they were originally placed in the Hellenic League at the start of this season and had to appeal to get into the combined counties. So it could have been midweek trips to Herefordshire and Gloucestershire, but instead they managed to stay, I guess, which is uh, into a division which is slightly more local for them. And uh, yeah, reaping the rewards at the end of the season. How different do you think it would have been if they'd ended up in Hellenic? I mean, I think they're a good side, so um, I think they could have been competitive. But uh, it's just a completely, I mean, oh, getting to the in the Hellenic geographically, it looks all right. But obviously, there's the the transport issue in terms of it's it's not quite as easy to get to these places in Herefordshire and um, and Gloucestershire and uh, and yeah, even in sort of uh, pushing up towards uh, Worcestershire as well. Uh, it's not that easy to get across them because the uh, because the way the motorways are and things like that. So, I, I think it would have been a real challenge for them in terms of travel and in terms of uh, attracting the right uh, or attracting the same players because you know the players have to travel and mm-hmm. it, a, lot, a lot of what happens with these clubs is uh, where the players are based, so where you can pull your players from. So if you know, if you're in the combined counties, you might be able to pull more players from sort of Farkshire and South Oxfordshire and, you know, uh, even even sort of slightly further east. Whereas if you're playing all your games in uh, the Hellenic, then you're going to have to start looking into Wiltshire and um, and West Oxfordshire and, and all those counties we've just been talking about because, mm. you know, that's where the games are being played. So it's not only the travel from the club you've got to think about, it's the travel for the players as well. So it's a completely, you're drawing on a completely different set of players. They still have yeah. had a good core group there. And, you know, they've had a, a, a lot of the players have been there for a few seasons now. And mm. uh, they've built a nice core group and they're a very well-run club, but it would have been very different, I think. And uh, it's very hard to predict how they how they would have gone at step six in that division. But uh yeah. Luckily for them, uh, they were placed in the combined counties and now they'll be playing at step five next season, which is fantastic news for them. And uh, the other thing that's happened uh, since we spoke last is we've had the, I think they're still provisional, um, league allocations for uh, next season. And uh, so we know exactly who Wallingford are going to be playing. They have actually been placed in the uh, uh, combined counties um, division uh, sorry, Combined Counties Premier Division North um, uh, with uh, London Lions, who came top of the Combined Counties as well. And, uh, yeah, all our Berkshire sides are um, in the Combined Counties uh, uh, Premier Division North with the exception of Tadley Kaliva, who have been moved to the south as st- things stand. So that's obviously all our Step 5 sides. Um, have you had a chance to look through the league allocations, Abby? 
I've had a little gander. I can't. I couldn't verse them for you, but yeah, I've, I've seen Premier North. That'd be quite yeah. a fun one to tick off. I think actually, I think I've done a couple of those grounds already. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, There's a, a few more in sort of northwest London or uh, sort of. Well, I suppose Flackwell Heath have been moved in, who are sort of. Uh, yeah, I think they're Buckinghamshire, and then uh, Harefield and Oxy Jets uh, from sort of northwest London kind of area have been moved in as well. So. The league perhaps gradually moving slightly further north. So, uh, yeah. yeah, but it looks quite fun. Yeah, absolutely. I've not, I don't think I've really done any away days, technically speaking, this uh, so far. So, I think maybe I'll try and be a bit more adventurous in my. Uh, it's going to be a goal for next season, is it? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Come maybe a bit of a groundhopper. <laughs> Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it would be fun to tick off a few more places, absolutely. So um, yeah, it looks like an, it's going to be an exciting division, definitely. So, And it's nice to see so many Berkshire sides in there, obviously. Absolutely, yes. And um, um, uh, another uh, name to call out there, uh, as we're talking about league allocations, is Bracknell. Obviously, they've been promoted to step three uh, this season and they've been placed in the Southern League Premier Division South, um, which is... Quite a wide-ranging league um, geographically. So they have uh, teams from West London, such as uh, Harrow Borough, uh, Hazen Yedding, Metropolitan Police, um, uh, teams like that. Uh, and a few um, sort of closer games in terms of Hartney-Whitney and, um, uh, well, Hartney-Whitney, Winchester's not too far away, and a, a couple of others, uh, Hazen Yedding perhaps. Um, but the division actually goes all the way along the south of England, uh, west from west of London, and you know they've got uh, all the way down know, to Truro. <laughs> exactly, yeah, Truro City. Uh, technically, they're playing at um, Plymouth uh, Parkway's grounds at the moment. Mm. So both of the uh, Plymouth Parkway and Truro City are both in the divisions. So there's two trips all the way down to Plymouth for Bracknell this season, but some uh, big travel there. Um, so yeah, they're not the only ones. You know, there's Tiverton down there as well, and. Uh, 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 well, teams all over Gosport Borough on the south coast, Dorchester. It's a yeah, it's a really sort of big league geographically, and but it's very it south, <laughs> very south will be quite <laughs> exciting for Bracknell Town fans. Is there any particular fixtures there? I mean, I think you might have called out the one that uh, is probably most exciting. But anything uh, you you like the look of there <laughs> in Bracknell's yeah. division? Is is Truro a nice place? Is is <laughs> well, like I say, it's it's Plymouth, isn't it? That well, they're yeah, going to, so. yeah, I suppose, yeah, it's Plymouth, isn't it? So, yeah, I've got a friend who lives in Gosport as well, so I don't know. Maybe I'll just go and have a little cheeky Gosport weekend away. <laughs> um, that's, that's yeah. South coast, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess there's worse places to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, they looks that's another exciting looking uh, division, I think, as well. So, yeah, lot, mm. lots of exciting divisions to keep an eye on next season, definitely. Absolutely. I think that that's going to be uh, it's quite interesting to see how Bracknell go because it'll be a new challenge for them. I mean, uh, the they were uh, so good at step four last season and deservedly, you know, ran away with the league um, and were obviously deservedly promoted. But the the division itself was reasonably local, obviously, with the exception of uh, Guernsey, which you had to fly out to uh, 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 to go and play the game there. But um, the rest of the uh, fixtures were all there wasn't too much issue playing them on, uh, you know, midweek or um, any of the the away days aren't, aren't a particularly long uh, way away. Whereas this season, there's going to be a completely new challenge for them or the, in the coming season. So 
be really interesting to see how they go because I think they've got the players and um, they've also made some really good signings already. Not messing around, are they? <laughs> They're not messing around. They retained a lot of players and they've uh, signed some new ones that um, you know will be really exciting for uh, Bracknell Town fans. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, they, they look like they're building a really good squad. But uh, obviously, it's just interesting to see how uh, the sort of the travel and, you know, the new challenges they're facing by going up to step three will affect them. Because, uh, it, yeah, on paper, I'm sure they're going to be very, very competitive in that league um, next, uh, uh, come 22-23. So, mm. yeah, we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll look more into them when it comes to the start of the season and uh, be uh, predicting where they turn up. Um, yeah, but uh, I think yeah, Bracknell fans can be excited by a, 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 a the next season. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Uh, but yeah, before we get uh, too far ahead onto next season, there are a couple of games coming up uh, this weekend that we should uh, look forward to. One in particular in the uh, the combined counties div, um, esoteric combined counties Div One uh, uh, Cup final. Uh, one of our Berkshire sides are playing. Uh, Barks County have made it all the way to the final and uh, they will face league winners, London Lions, in the uh, in the final, which is being played at um, Stag Meadow in Windsor this weekend. Two o'clock kickoff. Um, how do you see this one going, Abby? I just love an underdog. And also yeah. I've got a little bit of a, an affiliation with Barks County as well, haven't I? I haven't, considering I've played for their, their women's side this season, so... I'd I'd love it if they won. I really would like full mm-hmm. team, and I'd love it if they beat them. But um, I mean, Hilltop have been fairly fairly convincing, haven't yeah. they? So yeah, London Lions. It's uh, they're oh, playing. Sorry, yeah, London Lions. <laughs> yeah, they thing. have been fairly convincing. But the last side to beat London Lions were Bucks County. Bucks <laughs> County. Know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't have you out to dry that much. Yeah. I wouldn't have you out to dry that much. Don't worry. Uh, no, I just say no. It's Wollongong. No, of course it's. Uh, it was Barks County actually, and on the 9th of April, with the last side to uh, beat London Lions when they uh, defeated them one 0 um, in the league at London Lions. So, uh, uh, yeah, they. The two games between the two sides this season have been very close, and so I think you know Barks County are having a really good first season at Step Six, and it would be great to cap it off with a, a, a cup victory. And I think you know. While they are probably the underdogs going in, Luttet Lions are a seriously good side for Step 6 and have been deservedly promoted um, into Step 5 next season. I think Bucks County um, have got a chance. You know, this isn't uh, this isn't just a, yeah, a, a no-hope story. It's, it's uh, a side that's really good and has the opportunity to go on and, and uh, win the Cup. Mm. Also, it's one last chance for them to make Steve happy and win 6-0. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. The score six goals. <laughs> for those who don't know, uh, Barks County have scored every number of goals between one and ten so far this season, and uh, with the exception of six. So, they've uh, yeah, just missing the six goals. Uh, and if they manage that today, they'll complete... Uh, sorry, manage that on Saturday, they'll complete the set. Yeah, so Ellis Lee, if you're listening, six goals. I did say to Ellis the other day, I was like, no pressure, but if you could score six, that would just make the editorial team very happy. So Exactly, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, I think I'm going to head down to that one on Saturday. It's a two o'clock kickoff for anyone going to the game. Um, yeah, they've moved it forward by an hour. So make sure you're there at two o'clock rather than three. So kickoff then between Barks County and London Lions at Stag Meadow in Windsor. One to look forward to. Mm. Um, Abby, are there any other games you'd like to highlight um, 
looking forward. Uh, you mentioned a lot of cups um, or cl uh, clubs having tournaments coming up, perhaps. Mm. <clears throat> yes. So um, it is the start of summer tournament time. Um, I think I think it, I, I'm pretty sure they're full now, but I think Wargrave are kicking off the tournaments this this or summer tournaments this weekend. I know S4K have got a team there. So that's on Sunday. Um, I think Burfield have got a tournament going as well. And now I've completely forgotten off the top of my head who else has got tournaments. <laughs> yeah. um, I think Maidenhead might have a tournament, possibly. Um, yes, but basically, keep an eye on the Women's Football in Berkshire Twitter and I will be putting a big post out about all the tournaments you can get involved in if you're interested. Um I played in a tournament myself last night, actually. Uh, Ascot did a little... Yeah, I did. A little six-a-side tournament at Ascot last night. That was good fun. Um, a little just... Nice little Wednesday night run around. That's what you need in your life sometimes. So, yeah. yeah. No trophies involved in that. Just a bit of a fun. Um, but, yes, yeah, so there will be trophies, I assume, throughout, throughout the summer tournaments. So, yes. As I said, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head right now, but I know Walgrave and Burfield definitely have some. But, yeah, keep an eye on social media and there'll be, be posts out about any you can get involved in. Absolutely. So, yeah, get on over to Football in Berkshire's uh, Twitter and Women's Football in Berkshire's Twitter and we will uh, uh, yeah, keep you up to date on every all the happenings over the summer. So uh, it's the place to be. Brilliant. Um, Abby, uh, as we're looking forward, do you want to do some promotion for our awards night that's coming up? Yes, I do indeed. A month to go yesterday it was, which is very exciting. And uh, nominations closed yesterday as well. We had 429 in total, which is nuts. I love that. It's amazing. I mean, I feel like Tom maybe doesn't love it quite so much just because it's a lot of admin, but actually it's fantastic that we had so many people um, like interested in nominating their players and their teams and their organisations and the people who keep their clubs taken over. So, yes, thank you to everybody who nominated someone. Um we have got a very quick turnaround because it's short. Uh, long list is coming out tomorrow. Hopefully, that's the plan. And then short list is out on Monday. So yes, keep your beady eyes uh, on our socials for um, all of that. Um, I'm just trying to think what else. I think also, um, I don't know how confirmed this is, but I'm pretty sure tickets go on sale next week as well. So also oh, yeah. keep keep your eyes out on our socials for um, tickets. So yes. Um, it's going to be a really exciting evening. I'm like getting more and more excited the closer we get to it. Um, we've got, I think we've got a little live performance happening possibly. Um, there's some delicious food. Obviously it's at Double Barreled. What more could you want basically? So yes, um, tickets, nominations, everything coming out next week. So keep your eye, keep an eye on our socials for Wednesday the 15th of June. Wednesday the 15th of June, indeed. Yeah. And presented by Sky Sports, our very own Tom White as well. So uh, yeah. yeah. It's uh, sure to be a really good evening and very much looking forward to it. So it would be great to see as many of you there as possible. And you know, so keep your eyes peeled for tickets and uh, we will have a very good evening in store for you when you pitch up. Yeah, definitely. Fantastic. Good stuff. All right. Is there anything else you need to uh, um, get off your chest between now uh, before we uh, log off today? Uh, I don't think so. Only that um, because I'm a bit of a statistics nerd, I'm putting a little Reading piece together for all you Reading fans out there who uh, want to know about saves and things like that. Just a little bit more in-depth from putting that together right now. So that'll be out in a couple of weeks. I have got a few interviews that are coming out at some point as well this month as well. So yeah, just um, as always, keep an eye on everything. Keep an eye on all of our socials and stuff like that. But yeah, no, other than that, I'm good. Brilliant. Well, 
there'll still be plenty of content coming out all the way through the summer as you can uh, hear from Abby and yeah from the on the men's side as well we'll be uh, talking to um plenty of the uh, uh, great and good of the game um and bringing out uh, more podcasts and more content all the way through the summer so there's lots to get your teeth into and so get on over to uh football in Berkshire, um, .co.uk or any of our social medias on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Brilliant. All right. Well, um, I think that's about it so for us this week. A uh, fairly short and sharp one. Um, but uh, we'll be back again with the uh, results of that, that cup final uh, next week. And uh, I'm sure plenty of other stuff looking ahead at the uh, uh, transfer picture and perhaps more in depth on uh, the league uh, shakeup this uh, or the league allocations for next season and uh, many, much more besides. So until then, it's goodbye from Abby Tyshurst. Bye, see ya. And it's goodbye from me. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a Woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 118 0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.